Live from San Antonio, Texas, it's the KNA Sports Picks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Cofield and Associates. For over 20 years, specializing in Oracle application delivery. Hey everyone, KNA Sports Picks is back, and today is a special day. June 14th, it's the start of the World Cup. And we got on, as always, TK Mavs to talk a little World Cup uh, soccer. Uh, Tanner, we kicked off the World Cup today with Russia <laughs> playing Saudi Arabia. The great rivalry. The great rivalry. And I uh, wonder how many uh, ruples had to be paid in order for Russia to have an opening game against Saudi Arabia. Well, I think from what I heard... Um... There was a lot of, it was just kind of a strange start. Apparently, Vladimir Putin gave a rousing speech before the game, and then he was in like a suite with delegates from North Korea and Azerbaijan, and it was it was something to behold. But Spain and Portugal play tomorrow, so hopefully we'll get a little more games that people care about. Oh, yeah, that that is going to be, that's going to be, that's one of the games I'm looking forward to. Um, so let's, let's dive into it. I want to get your thoughts on, um, who are you picking to win the world cup? Well, that is a great question. I think that the two best teams, kind of the two teams everyone has going in are Germany and Brazil. Um, but I will pick France. Um, the reason being, for France is I think they have the most depth of any team in the tournament. I think no, I saw some stats today, no team has repeated it twice since like 1950. So I just think it's so hard to win a World Cup two, two times in a row. I mean, so much has to go right for you to win. And I think the Germans are a great squad, but I think France has the most depth. And I don't know, I mean, Brazil has Neymar, they have some great stars, but I still, I don't know if this Brazil team just kind of has that psyche or that mentality of that of some of the former um brazilian teams i just think after they were beaten by germany seven to one you know the country and the soccer federation has lost a bit of its luster but you know it's the world cup so you know brazil is going to be good and who knows yeah yeah uh what about uh spain spain is also i think spain, the- yeah is they are one of the the teams and you saw that right before the uh, world cup they they fired their coach um what's it he accepted a position at real madrid and didn't didn't inform uh the federation the spanish federation uh until a couple minutes before um after he accepted the position so they they were quite upset um but they're they're one of the the um, they're one of the top three three picks as well. And um, some people say um, it could be um, Messi's last World Cup. Um, he's thirty one, so this might be Argentina's last time to make a run. But they made it to the finals last time, but they had a pretty easy path. So I didn't. I think that they'll be a good team, but I think I don't foresee them getting to the finals back um, again this year. And what do you think about the I've I've read some comparisons of Messi and LeBron James. Um, you think that's a fair comparison in that 
two, two things. One is that they, uh, Argentina has limited talent besides Messi, um, but that just like the Cavaliers, they, they don't get the best out of their players because there's kind of a, a standing around and, and watching Messi just, just dribble. Where maybe he's a more of a team player um, when he's playing, playing in um, uh, Barcelona. But like LeBron James, his teammates rely on him so greatly that they, there's kind of a standing around waiting for Messi or LeBron to, to pull something off. I think that's very. Um, I think that's very fair. I think um, both of them might very well be the greatest talent of their day, um, but I think that his performance at the World Cup and and LeBron's per, uh, performance, what he's three and six now during the NBA um, Finals, and uh, Messi has never won a, a World Cup. Um, you could make the argument that LeBron James really crafted that Cavaliers team and Messi didn't get as much say on who he gets to um, play with. But I think if he does not win a, a, a World Cup, there will always be that feeling. And I've heard some say that they feel he plays very hard and pours his heart into playing for um, Barcelona, but that he does not bring that same passion to that um, national side team. Um, but, you know, the game of soccer is a game of inches. And in the last year's final, I think Argentina um, missed a shot on goal by, you know, it was barely the uh, flicked that would have won them the game against um, Germany. So, you know, just a few bounces here, um, here and there. I mean, soccer is just such a tough sport and winning a world cup is so hard that I really feel for him because, you know, I think he is, played hard but it's just going to be tough to go up against the likes of brazil and germany and france i think those teams have more depth yeah i i definitely agree i think i think any criticism of messi is unfair because our the argentina team um whether it's the copa uh or the world cup you know just the fact that he's gotten them to the finals has been been amazing with the lack of talent compared to a brazil or germany so i, I think any knock on him is is just is is I think it's unfounded. He, he's going to go down as one of the the greatest players, the, one of the most creative players um, that we've seen in quite a long time. And I think you could say the same thing about Ronaldo from um, Portugal. Um, you know, I mean, he had, he hasn't gone as far, but you look at that Portugal team, and you know, the fact that he was able to have them win the European um, championship in 2016 I mean there's just there's just not a lot there besides him but I think the big question is do you think the United States will ever produce a soccer player like a Ronaldo or a Messi uh, no I, I, I don't um, a couple reasons uh, one is that um, US soccer Though it's gained in popularity tremendously over the last last twenty uh, some odd years, um, still football and basketball are still the dominant sport, and that's where the money and that's where the fame's going to come. So I think the greatest U.S. athletes are going to gravitate to that sport. Um, the second reason I don't don't see that is that um, 
Soccer is a very suburban suburban sport in the United States, and so not as many um, players. We we don't draw as many players in the U.S. as we could if we expanded uh, so- soccer at a youth level from just being mostly a suburban sport into all areas of of the country. So. For those two reasons, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna produce uh, a Messi or Ronaldo or Neymar. What do you think? I would have to say the same thing. Um, I think we're seeing some great young players who have um, spent you know who are going over to Europe to apply. Um, so I think the U.S. system is getting more talented, and I think you know we're going to continue to 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 produce better players. But I think you're right to produce a truly world class player. You know, I think, like you said, there's one part of it, just we don't have the development and structure, but then there's also the mentality. I mean, you look at, you know, Portugal, Spain, Europe, I mean, those countries just live and breathe soccer and, you know, the kids, you know, when you're five or six years old, the first thing you do is dribble a uh, soccer ball. And I don't think there's that same thing in the um, U.S. Um, I think the U.S. team is getting um, better. And I think that they will continue to be competitive in years to come. But I just don't know if it's in the cards to make that next leap. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'm also, my pick, I get my pick. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll also go with, with France because of their depth. Though I am worried about their youth. And, you know, oftentimes experience wins out in the World Cup. But because there's... There's so much depth and talent on the French squad. Um, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to go with uh, uh, the blue. The blue. Um, do you have Do you have a surprise team that we should look for? Um, that is a good question. I think there are a few teams that could go farther than people expect them to. Um, I think, well, this isn't really a surprise, but I think the surprise of Russia will be that they – make it out of their group um i would not be surprised if in the final game red and russia needs a goal we see a mysterious red card <laughs> and yeah. someone off off of a phantom pen um, penalty and russia gets a, a penalty kick um, but there was some talk going in that they would not that they would be only the second host to not make it out of their group but i think that they will i just think that they have so much going for them and that they got the easiest group draw. They have that home field and like I said, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put a poos past Putin to, to play a few tricks. But as far as teams that I think could make a serious legitimate run, um, I think England um, will finally make a run to at least the um, quarterfinals. I think they have some really good young players. I think they're not, you know, kind of in the past. They had some of the same problems as Portugal and Arg and Arg and Argentina, and that they had Wayne uh, Rooney on their squad, and they just kind of stood around and waited for him to do something. But they have some a really good talent of young players who I think might not be in that losing mentality that some of those teams had in in the past. So I think they're going to actually make a run to at least the um, quarterfinals. And then I can't say I'm an expert on this team, but I've heard rumblings that Senegal is supposed to have a surprisingly um, talented team and to not be so surprised if they uh, pull off a few upsets during the World Cup. Ah, that would be nice to see. Definitely. Um, 
And I am going to, it's not much of a surprise. Uh, Belgium is, is, you know, well-known, very popular. But I think that they they are going to make a run, at least to the quarterfinals. I think that they have the talent even to to knock off, um, you know, an Argentina or Spain or, or Brazil to, to make it to the semifinals. So watch out for Belgium. And um, I would say for my surprise team, I would go with Peru and um, Guerrero um, and squad. Uh, they looked really good when they were in America playing in the friendlies. Um, so I am going to say that they're going to be a surprise quarterfinalist. That would be awesome. So the good old USA, we're not in it this year. Do you? Who are you going to root for? That's a good question. You know, I would not say I have, you know, I don't know if I have quite, I think whoever I root for, I don't know if I have quite a deep passion. Um, you know, it's just not the same without the USA. But I would say there are two or three teams I probably cheer on. Um, the first would be England, just because I kind of identify with their lovable loser mentality as a fan of some professional sports teams that get the who every year you hope we're going to make our run but each year they disappoint you so i would just like to see their for their fans after so many years for them to have a good run um so i usually root for them i've rooted for germany in the past but they just feel like such a yankees like machine this year so i don't know if i can do that um i'll probably also root for iceland just because i think the fact that a country of 300,000 um, people is playing in the World Cup is awesome. Um, and I think their fans just bring such a fun part of the team. So I'd love them to have a big upset and to see the Viking chance. Um, and then I would say to keep it, you know, to keep loyal to my CONCACAF roots, um, I'd like to see Costa Rica represent the um region well they had a really good world cup last time um and they're always a fun team to watch and it's a beautiful um country so i'd like to see them do well sounds good take uh, for my surprise pick uh i'm sorry uh for who i'm rooting for i'm gonna we talked about peru i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna root, root for peru um as far yeah, yeah. As far as the uh, big, the the big teams, I don't. I'm with you. I don't necessarily have a dog in the in the the fight. I just you know watch it for the pure enjoyment. So I think I'm like you. I'd I'd like to see a run from an Iceland, Senegal, Peru, or one of Costa Rica, Mexico. Some of those the teams with a lesser chance. I'd like to see one of them sneak into the semifinals or at least, at least quarterfinals. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, but when it gets down to Germany, Brazil, uh, Spain, France, um, I really, I'll just watch it for, for pure entertainment. For yep. So for all those K and a sports fans that maybe not so tuned into the world cup, Tanner, do you want to tell our our listeners the exciting news about 2026? Yes, so the United States, um, so the good news is it was a 
close vote, but the United States was chosen to host the World Cup in 2026. Um, they're actually going to co-host it with Canada and uh, Mexico. But I think they said of the 80 games, 60 will be held in the United States, 10 in Canada, 10 in Mexico. So it'll be pretty much a United States World Cup, but they beat out Morocco, um, which seemed like a, a, a given, but you never know within the past years of the FIFA tricks. So, um, but they, yes, so they will be co-hosting the World Cup in, tw- in 2026, but then I saw recently online, um, now remember, this is the average, so there could be some bad uh, that are much less. But they estimated the average ticket price for a game during that World Cup will be four hundred and twenty-one dollars. Oh wow! Better start so, saving. So I thought I'd ask the the KNA Sports Pick Guru would he be willing to pay that price, and or if so, or if not, what would his limit be on how much he'd spend to see a World Cup game live and the in the United States. Well, considering that we have eight years left to go, I think I'm, I'll save, I can save all my loose change. And I think I should, should have, have enough saved up um, over the eight years. So if, if the prices of the tickets stay in the 400 to 500 range, I think uh, um, I would cash in my piggy bank and, and get a couple tickets. I'd, I'd say so too and I think you know if we find a game you know if there's like a Russia Saudi Arabia type game going on and we find a game in the up, in the upper decks I think we could score some pretty good seats yeah and uh, one thought I had is so uh, the game's going to be in Mexico Canada and the in the US so the World Cup uh is always the host country is gets an automatic qualifying bid. Does will this mean that uh, the U.S., Canada, and Mexico get automatic qualifying bids, and there'd be only one Concacaf spot left? Or does since U.S. is going to have sixty out of the eighty games, the U.S. is going to be the only one of the three countries that gets an automatic bid? Well, that's a good question. Um, I actually read this, so they are expanding the World Cup. The- in 2026 to 48 teams ah so CONCACAF will now have six spots so it's pretty likely that all three teams will get in yeah so six spots you think the u.s uh, should qualify every every world cup if they go up to six they should (laughs) they should (laughs) but but yeah i'm not a huge fan of the expansion but what can you do? More money. More money, exactly. Uh, speaking of money and contracts, um, the NBA is going to, we're going to have a LeBron 2 uh, show yes. and where LeBron is going to gonna end up. I'm not sure if ESPN will, will do the same kind of show that they had years ago where um, LeBron held a special on where he was going to go before he signed with Miami Heat. But where do you see um, LeBron ending up? That's a great question. It is. It is very. I think this. It's so difficult to 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 say. Um, just because I don't think there's not a great 
fit with any team where I could say he will go to a team and he will be able to compete with the Warriors. I mean, we just saw this year, the Warriors are just such a machine. I mean, you know, barring anything highly unusual, I think they're going to win again next year. So I feel for him because, you know, he, you know, I just don't know where he can go to be competitive, but I think he still has some juice in him. I think he wants to win, so I don't think he'll stay with the Cavs. Um, I would say the top three teams for me would be Los Angeles. Um, I think there's been a lot of talk of him wanting to play with Chris Paul, who's one of his best friends. Um, so I think there's a, and he's been building his media empire slowly, so I think he might like the idea of ending his career in Los Angeles and playing with his good friend Chris Paul. Um, but then part of me also thinks that he does he won't want to go to to the West and he'll still want to compete. So I think most likely would actually be the Celtics. I think he might re-team up with Kyrie there and try to make one more run and see if he can challenge the Warriors in the finals. Wow, I like it. Yeah, I that would be that would be awesome to see um, LeBron uh, in a Celtics uniform competing against Golden State. So you ha- you'd have the East East Coast West Coast. Back in the eighties, uh, you had the Lakers and Celtics. So that was quite quite a rivalry. Um, I th- my gut tells me that he's he's going to end up at the Lakers because of his all of his outside interest. Um, but I would, I, I would like to see him. Yeah. I would like to see him go with the Celtics. That would be, that would be good. That'd be entertaining. But but I think, yeah, I think, I think the NBA though needs some, they need some new blood because I, you know, this was kind of a snoozer of a finals, especially after the first game. I just think, you know, it's just, it's not like the MLB or the, national football league where they're so it's so up in the air i mean it's only june but i still feel pretty confident that the warriors are going to repeat next year yeah that's one of the things that uh, i like about uh, baseball and about football and hockey especially hockey Mm -hmm. is that there's there's multiple teams quite a few teams that that have a chance to win um the cup or or the super bowl um, but in basketball, uh, it's usually, um, you know, one team, maybe two teams that realistically have a chance to win the championship. I agree. So speaking of football, before we get into listener questions, um, Tanner, do you have any, any thoughts on what's happening? Uh, most teams this week had their three-day minicamp. Um, yeah, any, any thoughts or anything you're seeing out, out there in the National Football League? The only big thing from the Cowboys' perspective is Zach Martin um, signed a new deal. He signed an extension. Um, and I think that that was a great move by the Cowboys. I think he's been integral to their success over these past three years, and so I think that was a good idea to lock him up but um and then there's also the question you know the rumors because brady and gronkowski didn't attend o o o t a and people wonder is there the sense or rumblings in the patriots camp but i don't think so i think brady 
just kind of does his own thing um, training-wise, and I think come kickoff, the uh, Patriots will be fine. Yeah, the Patriots are always fine. As long as Brady's healthy and Belichick is wearing a hoodie on the sidelines, yeah, they're they're fine. And yeah, I agree. It's a good move by the Cowboys locking up Zach Martin. Um, well, they, uh, for me, the big big news and what has me concerned is the Earl Thomas situation in in Seattle, and he's he's holding out, and he's indicated that he is going to hold out until he gets signed a new contract. He's got a year left in his contract, and rightfully so. He's looking. He's looking. Um, he's thirty, and NFL players start wearing down um it would be for him to to cash to cash in now um for as much you know physical pain that 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 he goes to and plus what he's brought to the team he's kind of looking this year he's he's under contract for eight million um the top uh pay is eric reed in kansas city is making 13 million so i don't see this this ending well um he wants to get paid. Uh, the Seahawks with their salary cap. I don't think that they they can do a deal uh, to pay him 13, 13 plus million a year. Um, I would love for him to sign a three or four year contract. I'd love for him to get it, but I don't think the Seahawks are going to budge. So it could be exactly what happened to Dwayne Brown uh, he got and traded to the Seahawks he held out till till week seven and he came back um, week seven he had to come back so um, he wouldn't he could be a complete free agent the following year as he played one game with the Texans and then was traded so I could see a similar scenario with Earl Thomas coming back later in the year and the Seahawks getting trading him to uh, some team that has been decimated with injuries um, at the safety position. But I hope, my hope is that that they'll find a resolution and he will come to camp. Well, that's my hope too, because that would obviously, it's always disappointing when contract disputes get in the way of a player playing, and it would obviously be a big loss for the Hawks. Um, but that's my hope too. But I think going forward, I mean, I think, you know, I can definitely see the Hawks, you know, I can see both sides. I just think the most important thing for the Hawks going forward is we, I don't, you know, I think we're still in peak Wilson era, but we might be entering the second half of his peak. Um, It's just they continue to surround him with good young pieces so they can make uh, another run with Wilson and uh, Carroll. Yep, I agree, definitely. Well, Tanner, you're ready to dive into the, Listener questions? Yes, I sure am. I think uh, I think you have the first listener question. Yes, this listener question is from my wife, Dakota, uh, from uh, San Antonio. And she wants to know, are the guys at k Sports Picks, are we full-time um, soccer fans? Or are we like how a lot of people in the U.S. are? Do we follow soccer more when the world cup is um, going on that's an excellent question um so for me it's i have two club teams that i root for i root for southampton saints and msl 
I followed the Portland Timbers. So I think uh, in that aspect, I do do follow and do root, root for my teams on a year, those teams on a yearly basis. Now, I must admit that on an international level, I pretty much sleep through U.S. friendlies, uh, the U.S. qualifying, uh, the whole CONCACAF, and I pay attention, you know, to international matches every four years. So in that respect, I am very much your typical American wake me up every four years. Um, so I would have to say I'm probably the reverse of you. Um, I do not follow any particular club competition too closely. I follow um, Arsenal in the Premier League. Um and in the MLS, I don't have a huge dog in the fight. I'd probably be a Timbers fan as well, but I really can't say there's any one soccer league I follow with that much passion or check in with that much regularity. But I do tend to follow the um, U.S. team, and I usually watch their qualifying games for the World Cup, and I follow their World Cup cam campaign. So I'd say I'm the opposite i'm a full-time u.s um soccer fan but as far as the leagues go unless it's the champions league final um i'm more of a wake me up when it gets to the world cup <laughs> good deal um thank you dakota good question uh we have two other questions one is from uh, joe willie uh he's he's in new york um he's currently resides in florida but he used to live in new york he said that he's a big fan of uh, a football team in New York, and during the fall, they usually um, lose, and he stops following them. And then he's looking for a show this, this coming fall and, uh, to watch instead of the National Football League. So he's wondering if uh, the guys can recommend uh, a TV show. Well, Joe... Um... I would say if you're in the mood for a comedy, um, Superstore on NBC is very um, funny. It's kind of an office-esque like show. It follows the lives of workers at a supermarket and like the office that has a lot of funny characters and workplace um, humor, so that's good for a um, lighter show. Um, and I would recommend, you know, if Joe Willie's not caught up on his Westworld or Game of Thrones, um, Game of Thrones won't be back till 2019, so... Joe Willie can use twenty, the fall of twenty eighteen to get caught up, to get caught up on any Game of Thrones seasons that he's behind in. Yeah, I think I, I need to get caught up on Westworld. I'm I'm fascinated uh, with uh, Westworld. I haven't watched an episode, but I've heard a lot of good things, and I, I like the concept. And I saw the uh, the Yule Brenner movie years ago, so I think uh, I think. Um, if things don't go well this year for the Seahawks, uh, maybe that'll that that'll be a, a show I can binge watch on Sundays. Um, so yeah, thank you, thank you, Joe, and I hope uh, you know your team team does okay. If not, I think we've given you some. Um, oh, my recommendation, Joe, is um, the it's a documentary on Netflix called Wild Wild Country. It's about this cult that happened back in the 80s in Oregon. That is fascinating. Uh, six episodes, so that would be... So I think uh, Game of Thrones, um, Westworld, 
um, Wild Wild Country, you've got um, you've got some options there for you. Uh, we had oh sorry. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. It sounds like Joe will will be busy. <laughs> uh, we have one more question um, from a good fan of the show, Vladimir. Um, Vladimir oh. is in Russia. And he says he's got a lot of friends coming over to his, his country over, over the next month for the World Cup. And um, he needs to, to host a bunch of people, and he needs, to, he needs to cook for them. So he's wondering, what dish do the guys recommend uh, Vladimir cook? Do you have a go-to dish when you have company over? Well, that's a good question, um, Vladimir. Thanks for asking. Um, I think for any dish, I think Mexican dishes are very good. So I think doing self-serve um, tacos, so getting a few pounds of ground beef and mixing them up and getting tortillas and salsa and kind of putting out a, a taco bar. I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. Um, we recently had some people over... Um, and we did Hitas, uh, and those were a, a big bit. Um, and I would also say I, I, another good dish is you get a large amount of pork. You can either get a big pork roast or just get the pork pre, pre-cooked, and you can do some sliders with some cheese. And I think those are all crowd uh, pleasers. Yum. I'm, I'm getting hungry. Um, and I would I would add one thing um, is uh, Cindy uh, she makes poppers which are usually usually a hit and would be a good appetizer for sitting around watching watching the World Cup which are you take jalapenos cut them in half take out the seeds put cream cheese in there and put bacon and it's usually usually a pretty crowd pleaser. I would. Um, second that those are very good and making me hungry <laughs> so Tanner um, any any final thoughts on World Cup or, or sports in general yeah I just say I hope everyone you know who either has a team that they're rooting for or just um, you know enjoys this next month um, you know we're kind of in a we're in a lull in the sports you know baseball's not quite um, heated up, up yet, and basketball um, and the um, NHL are going to be done for the next few months, and football is not going to be back for a few more months. So it's kind of a lull in the sports time. So I hope everyone can enjoy the World Cup, and I hope for people who are fans of baseball teams that are actually competitive, they enjoy the summer. But for fans of of people whose baseball teams aren't competitive, you know, then I hope you enjoy the end of Westworld or whatever else you're um, watching. Yeah, I would second that. I'm a fan of the Mets, so speaking on behalf of Mets Nation, um, we don't score many runs. It's not fun to watch. So um, I think many Mets fans will be tuning into the World Cup as a distraction from what is going on in, in Mets world. So. Yes, and I will say that as a Rangers fan, um, we score some runs, not a lot, but more than the Mets. But, um, you know, when your rotation is headed up by guys like Mike Miner, Cole Hamels, the great Bartolo Colon, um, 
It's not been a, a very fun year, so hang in there, Mets and Rangers fans. Yep, hang in there. There's always next year. And uh, so, listeners, for KNA Sports Picks, uh, you know we're we're gonna have a lull in um, in the sports season, except for the World Cup. We'll have a podcast where we review what happened in the World Cup, and then after the World Cup, we should be into um, training camp for the National Football League, and we'll be back with some thoughts on what's going on in training camp and our picks for the upcoming football season. So, Tanner, fans out there, we'll talk to you later.